Hey there. Raymond, are you on? Yes, I am on. How are you doing? Good, good, man. How are you? Beautiful. Hey, do awesome. you go by Ed or Eduardo? Uh, Eddie's fine. Eddie? Yeah, Eddie's fine. Beautiful. All right, how you doing, my man? It's good hearing your voice. Good, good, man. Yeah, definitely here, too, man. Good hearing you. Uh, Ray or Raymundo? Hey, or you know what? Whatever you prefer, call me. Raymond's usually good. <laughs> All right, Raymond, it is then. All right, Raymond. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the podcast so you can, you know, know what, we're, what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Thank you for having, having me on. No, no, thank you. Thank you for coming on. So the podcast, what it is, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, interview upcoming entrepreneurs. Um, we always hear the interviews of the greats when they're already great, you know, but we don't hear them when they were in the struggle and the grind, you know, kicking mm-hmm. ass, taking names, you know, we only hear them when they already blew up, you know? So what I'm trying to do is, is show all the other upcoming, upcoming entrepreneurs that we all have the same struggles. We all have the same difficulties and we all have value to give each other, you know? So that way they feel comfortable saying, Hey, I'm on the right path. I'm not going to quit because if that guy's doing it and he's right where I am, then if he's still doing it, I'm going to still do it. You know what I mean? I'm loving so it, I'm man. To, That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm trying to get different kinds of uh, entrepreneurs, you know. So um, what I want to start off with, the first question that I always ask is, who is Raymond? You know, tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's a great way to start it. Um, like I said, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, man. It's a pleasure as well as a privilege. And so with that, my story to, to, you know, sum it up as shortly as possible is, you know, I, I uh, grew up in the small town of uh, Northern California and just, you know, ha- had it tough for the first bits of life. I was actually just speaking with a woman today on a different podcast and we were talking okay. about life struggles and whatnot. And okay. uh, we, were, we were talking about, you know, like how, how it's the chip on the shoulder factor. I don't know if you're a Gary Vee listener at all. Oh, but, of course. Uh, oh, Awesome, man. See a man after my own heart. <laughs> I imagine, <laughs> I imagine your audience would probably be a, hopefully somewhat knowledgeable of him as well, if, if you're into him, but uh, of course, you know, he, Gary V always refers to that um, chip on the shoulder that, that um, sort of when you go through that sort of shit as childhood and whatnot. Um, and it, it brings you into a stronger person. So I'm an avid fan of that. I definitely believe in that. You know, I, I got a plate eviction letter from my parents at age 17 saying you got to get mm. out of the house. And, you know, I was, doing drugs and being stupid with friends that shouldn't be my friends and so i i had a definitely a rough start to the the whole adulthood but uh, right. i always like make making sure that i mention that part clearly because there's a lot of people especially maybe in your audience who are either in that sort of space or coming out of that certain space or not knowing how you know even if they're in this that certain space yep but yep. Uh, i'll i'll tell you uh, eddie definitely one defining moment that i had and it was the day I turned 18. Um, I had been couch surfing for a couple months between different friends. I was eating stale bread from a, a restaurant that I worked at. I, yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd go to the, the school because I was uh, finishing up senior year at that time. And I'd take the jellies <laughs> and the peanut butter packets from the, from the school. You know, I'd steal and put in my bag. And then I'd go home and uh, I'd have like P&Js with, the, with leftover bread. So, um, oh, man. And... But basically, in, in that moment, I was crashing my friend's couch. It was my birthday. I turned 18. And no one was home at the time. It was just me in, in someone else's room. And I basically just, just looked at myself. And uh, I mean, I was, I was ashamed of who I was. But as well as that, I looked at myself hard. 
And I basically said, you know what? I'm in charge of every single decision I have for the rest of my life. Mm. And, and from that point, I gained complete responsibility for every fucked up thing that ever happened to me because that was the only way I was going to get out of this trap. You know, we, we are, we are not what happens to us. We are how we react to what happens to us. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no, I I get deep with this sort of shit, man, because it's so true. I don't know if I can cuss on here. I apologize. Do whatever you Uh, want, man. Be uh, you. That's what I want. I want you to be you. No, no, I, I love it. But um, to, to, to really be authentic and then hopefully, you know, give your listeners some value. Um, I fucking looked at myself hard. And the day that I did two things happened that day. I gained responsibility for every fucked up thing that ever happened to me because I knew that I could gauge the response to that. You know, if I got hit by a bus and my legs got chopped off, sure, that might be their fault of hitting me or, you know, whatever happened. But it's my responsibility to take action of how I respond to it. I could talk for the rest of my life. And this have you see people all the time go into this, yep. and have a victim mentality of the world's doing me wrong. It's their fault. Boo hoo, poor me. Um, and, and that gets you nowhere. So, so two things happened that day. I gained responsibility for every action in my life. And the second thing was I gained um, gratitude. I, I forced mm-hmm. myself to look on how, amazing my life was you know i still had yep. friends that were willing to let me into their house i still had running water and electricity i still had a, a girlfriend at the time who was helping me through this whole thing so uh you know just just to have just to have that sense of of gratitude of like fuck you know why would you yep. complain about a broken fingernail or or someone bitching at you at work when you should be so grateful that you have running water, that you have a family, that you live in America, you know, if, if you're listening in the, in the U.S. Yep. I mean, it's, it's fucking insane how little we've, we've started to pull apart the negativity and started to complain about it. You know, it seems, I, I mean, yep. it's kind of biological, too, because the brain, you obviously remember the negative things more. So because when you're apes, the negative thing was not to get eaten by a lion. So you didn't get eaten by a lion, you know? <laughs> So, yep. so, but yep. nowadays it doesn't the adverse yep. because now everyone, you know, the news is negative. All the media is a negative. The culture is kind of, you know, centering around, at least in the United States around this, um, um, rubbernecking, you know? And so I, I really, mm-hmm. you know, one of my whys in life is to spread positivity and make sure that's, that's louder than anything else, but as well as just make sure that I'm grateful for every fucking thing, you know? And it's, it's funny because if you're, I imagine a lot of your uh, audience is in the, you know, making, building the businesses. They're getting punched left and right. You know, they're going through all the, the tranches yep. and the shit. And so, which is perfect. I love that. And I hope they keep going through it. But, you know, it's hard to complain that you lost a deal. I mean, me and real estate deals happen all the time and, and nine out of 10 of them don't pan through. But it's hard to complain about losing a deal or an investor or a prospect when you're alive. You know, when you're alive, you have your rent. You still have, I mean, I have a girlfriend and, and we have a, a six-month or a six-year-old and a 14-month-old daughters. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. It's, I mean, just, just to know that they're alive and okay. I mean, that's, that, it's hard to have a bad day when you're thinking like that. You're thinking in that mind yep. space of, wow, I'm so gifted and fucking blessed for having all this small shit. I mean, it's it's hard to have a bad day at that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm 21. 
So, oh, wow. um, yeah, no, uh, so I'll give you a little, um, on the business side of things. I love business, um, to just, just to spew out to your audience. I love reading books. Um, I don't know if you have like a book Ooh. category or like, what's your favorite three books at the end of the podcast, but, um, I'm, I'm totally, totally into that <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. Keep going, keep going. But with, with the more business oriented and, and obviously anything in life, it's 80% mentality, 20% mechanics. So. I met you and I on this mm -hmm. podcast. I'm not sure. I haven't seen your other podcast yet, but I'm definitely going to be excited to. Um, a lot of this is, you know, the mentality of success and the mentality of strength and discipline, and persistence, and the mechanics is easy. Well, once you get the main part down of, of having that winner's mentality, that's the tough part. So um, I hope a lot of this will resonate with your listeners of being like, fuck, you know, I need to get my mentality straight. It's not just one YouTube video away, you know, or it's not one trick away or one funnel or one, you know, sell this thing online that'll make me successful. It's the mentality behind it. Uh, but with that said, business yep. background, um, I was in, I mean, I graduated high school. Um, at that time I was doing high school full-time. I was doing part-time college because I was doing, going for my business and, um, Bat was an associate in business and psychology, and I had two part-time jobs. So I was doing four things, Ooh. and I had a, a Honda Rebel motorcycle that was getting me to and fro in the middle of the winter uh, doing all this stuff. So, um, it, and it didn't feel stressful. I mean, that was, that was when I was 18, so that was the first time I ever was allowed to, you know, that's the first time I was allowed to stay up and do whatever I fucking wanted to. But then I just, I, yep. I had made that decision, like I told you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the most productive ass I can ever be. So um, I started looking into finances because my high school, I mean, and I know a lot of your audience can resonate with this. I never knew how to balance a checkbook. I never knew <laughs> the endorsements on the back. I just got done working at a bank for two years because I literally stepped out of my two dishwasher jobs at 19 and I was like, you know what? I need to learn how to do finances. And I was like, how do I learn how to do finances? And I just looked at myself. I was like, work at a fucking bank. You know, why not? Who says that you're 19 and you can't work at a bank? So I ended up applying at all of the banks in my town and got accepted to one. And, uh, but, but even boom. exactly, man, boom. Uh, but even before that, I, I took my, my parents always were the, the penny pinchers. The, my dad owned a small business, uh, doing espresso equipment and selling espresso machines. So, you know, I've always seen the small uh, one man business never work for the boss mentality. So I was gifted with being in an environment that was kind of, you know, responsible for cultivating and being responsible for your own actions and doing your own business. So I was, I was really gifted yep. by putting in that scenario. But with that said, uh, you know, he, he didn't have much of a retirement at all, you know, just, just, house is his mm -hmm. only asset or was his asset and um at the time i didn't know if that was a good thing or not but the more i started looking into how to be financially independent and how to be financially healthy because you know they'll they'll show you like in school you can go to pe you can eat the right food you can get the academia you can do all the stuff but they never teach you how to be financially healthy you know how do you diet financially yep. how do you how do you work out and exercise financially and so I knew that was a huge area in my life that was going to dictate the life and how many options I had, because, you know, if I'm making $10 an hour versus a hundred thousand to 200,000 a year, that's going to really 
mess with my options. What can I do and how many vacations I can take and how many foundations I can start and, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. to resonate all, all back to my business um, experience, I started looking at how to become financially healthy. And um, I started my own Roth either. I started a irrevocable living trust fund, which I can tell you guys my experience with that. Um, you know, I, I uh, started at that point, I was working for someone who later became uh, my mentor, which was phenomenal in real estate. And we were, I was dishwashing for his business at the time. And we ended up striking mm. a couple conversations. And I said, Hey, what if we start an investment club? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, let's grab a pool people together. Let's pull a monthly uh, payments in, put it in a pot and figure out where to invest it. And so we did that for two years and that made, ended up making about 17% return on investment for everyone. And, there, but that, that was awesome because that was, it wasn't serious enough to have anyone full time on there and have everyone's, you know, paychecks and, and food bills and, you know, it wasn't that crazy and wasn't that responsible. But at the same time, we fucked up and we did a lot of things wrong with that business, which I'd love to, you know, tear apart and hopefully add some value to listeners or listeners about that. Um, so when we found mm-hmm. out at the end of two years, because it was only a two year duration, we said, hey, let's do this for 24 months. Let's try it out. Let's see what happens. Um, we ended up learning all sorts of stuff. So from that, that one was called Prosperity Club. And I came up with that name. I was like, yeah, hey, we want to prosper, right? so i uh, yeah definitely nice so after the two years and we you know did all our bumps and bruises you're you're learning how to ride a bicycle you fall you know a thousand times after we ended up doing that um there was there was about 10 people who started and then there was about three people who finished so over the years it whittled down to three people Mm -hmm. who were actually running the business so at that point all three of us looked at each other and said hey you know what we play well with each other. We know where we're going. We want to keep doing this. Um, and we don't want the other baggage of the other people who aren't involved yet still making the same amount of money. And so we looked at each other. Let's, let's start a real estate business. So that was about a year ago. And at, at that point, we formed an LLC and we've started doing our marketing campaigns, starting doing deals. And I am the first full-time employee on the business with four partners all together. So that's that's kind of where it started up to where today is we actually just finished our first flip like i said it's all real estate investment oriented we just finished up our first in um, our local california area and so now we're heading to the next deal so that's raymond that's 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 awesome that's amazing um you say you're 21 Mm -hmm. right so uh, as I'm listening to you, it kind of, uh, honestly, it reflects, uh, like, I, I kind of feel like, you know, you're like my twin no or way. something. Broke why? Off. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, why? Because uh, um, I didn't know nothing about finances. Um, I, I was in the banking business no for three shit. years. All right. um, yeah. Uh, to learn banking, to learn finance, uh-huh. to learn, you know, and not only that, but teach, uh, teach my, my people. Uh, I'm Hispanic. Uh, one thing that I said is that I don't I don't know how to uh, how money works because my mom is Hispanic. You know, she doesn't know about gotcha. it. Uh-huh. You there? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And so she, she she never taught me. So I was like, I got to learn. And so as I learned for myself and my family, well, I got two daughters, oh, really? too. So yeah, that's, that's, that's like, so crazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm listening to you. And then uh, so I was like, I got to do for me and my family. And I started learning. Um, Hispanics used to uh, had a, uh, were coming in to the bank. And I was like, you know what? 
why keep it for myself? I got to teach these people. You know, no one taught them yeah. in life. One thing I learned in life for anybody, I don't care if you're the CEO or the, I don't care who you are. You know, in life, you have your ups and downs. You know, Gary Vee's going to have oh. his downs too. Gary Vee downs. Let's, and, let's and, get that straight across. Yeah. Gary Vee is a butterfly. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. And, and the reason why he loves his downs is because he's prepared for them. And, and a lot of people are, are, you know, these entrepreneurs, like Gary Vee says, you're an entrepreneur. You're flaunting. You're doing this and that. You're, you're cool. Uh, but when the down comes, are you ready exactly. for it? You know, and so that's what I teach. I, I taught them, you know. So I'm listening. And I'm like, man, like, you know, the family, the the uh, the finance, the books. I'm like, yeah, I, I love reading de- no, development okay. books. Uh, Dude. Psychology. I feel like Dude. just found my yeah. lost long brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. I'm like, no way. This guy, you know. You talked. You talked about uh, your the change the change yeah. in your life, right? Um, that you you you, you took responsibility. Yep. Same thing happened to me, brother. Um, back back in the days when I was young, I'm 30 years old now. But when I was young, man, it was all about you know, uh, in the raving and 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 you know doing drugs, and I, I I was there, man. You know, I was there, and and um, I remember me and my cousin would say, you know, like. Uh, we got the rest of our life to work. Let's yep. just have fun now. 100%. And that was a, that wasn't a really that good was a mindset. Terrible mindset you know? But uh, I so, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so so I was like, yeah, let's have let's have fun now because later on mm-hmm. we're we'll working and blah blah. And the thing is, uh, what I learned with with reading is that either you're uncomfortable now or you're uncomfortable later. But at the end of the day, you're going to be uncomfortable. So I would say, let That's me be uncomfortable awesome. now. Work hard. You know, do what I have to do so that I can enjoy life it, later. Exactly. You know what that I'm is, saying? That's such a good way to put that. I've actually never heard it, heard it put like that, but I like that. Number. Yeah. I'm that's a, Might as well do it now yeah. and get out of the way. Yeah. Because when I'm, when I'm like 60, 70 years old, I mean, hopefully I'm really healthy, but I don't know, <laughs> you know, you don't know. Like you said, your legs could be cut off. And, and exactly. you know. You know what, man? I always live with, I mean, I mean, being so grateful in life and, and really, I really incorporate that into my life. I make sure I wake up every morning. I'm a big Tony Robbins fan as well, as well as Gary Vee, Les Brown, yeah. Jim Rohn, you know, the, the heavy hitters and the motivational. Yep. Yeah, yep. you got it. Yep. The, exactly. giants. the giants. So, so with, with that being said, um, I know Tony, I mean, Gary Vee's huge into gratitude and hustle and hard work. Um, Tony Robbins is really into that kind of, you can manifest your life and make sure you have the right mental attitudes. And so, but all yeah. of those heavy hitters that preach and have made their millions and have taught kids how to make their millions, they all have a couple consistent underlying themes and gratitude's one of them. So I make sure every single morning yep. that I'm waking up with some sort of thing. Um, psychologically, I'll, I'll give your, uh, uh, me having a little bit of a, a psychology background, and personally, I think everyone goes into psychology because they want to change their lives as well as others. So with that being said, when I was going into psychology, I really wanted to tear apart the science between, you know, how do you make a good speech? How do you communicate with people? Well, how do you, you know, raise your kids? So I really wanted to bust that open. So with that being said, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll give your listeners two simple tricks that'll probably take less than 10 seconds each single day and that'll nice. really change their mental attitude um and the first one is look up as crazy it says, as it sounds there's been psychological studies um done that will actually prove that just the biological act of you tilting your head up and looking at the sky will make you actually more happy than it would be if you're looking down 
Now, there are maybe cultural huh. reasons, uh, may, maybe biological reasons. There's a mesh of things that go into play with this simple action. But I know from personal experience of practicing and doing it every day for two years, and also hearing the psychological study, which you know I, we have Google now, so anyone can Google it and look at it. Um, if you look up at any point of the day for any duration, if you make this a habit, your general outlook on life will be statistically greater of being more positive than it would be negative if you weren't looking up in the first place. So I suggest go for it. Um, and even if you look stupid, like you're trying to find a bird in the air that's not there, I mean, don't mind. I, like, <laughs> like I said, I, I was working at the bank for those two years. And, and when I first started, that's when I was hearing about it. And, you know, I had two 15 minute breaks a day and then lunch. But every day I'd go walk to the post office, which was about three blocks uh, first of all, that made you go exercise. It got you out um, outside of LED lighting so you can get actual UV rays because uh, not being in a UV ray environment will actually cause you to be more depressed. That's why people have UV ray boxes, which actually treat seasonal depression. So there's, there's, another, there's mm. another thing for you. If you get really bogged down in the winter and you get really depressed in the winter because it's rainy, it's snowy, it sucks, get a UV box. They're on Amazon. Um, actually having UV rays from the sun hit you. I mean, that can be represented in a box that you plug in or anything. That act also will help you feel more rejuvenated, more energetic. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a bonus tip for you. But anyways, uh, yeah. when I would do my walks to the post office, I'd always make it a point to look up. Um, and whether that was a placebo effect, because I read the psychological study, whether that was an actual thing, um, it definitely boosted my mood. It definitely, you know, made my chest cavity larger and made me pull out my chest because the physical act of pushing up your, you know, pushing. I imagine all you guys are training right mm -hmm. now, but just the act of looking actually <laughs> kind of enlarge your cavity, make you breathe deeper breaths and kind of relax more. So I definitely suggest trying it. Um, the second option or the second little thing I'll, I'll leave you with is um, smiling. Now, I'm not saying yes. smile more, you'll be happy. I'm saying if you strategically smile as soon as you wake up before you open your eyes, most of us are deemed by the alarm clock. I have two in my room because I have a bad habit of hitting the snooze button. If there's anyone out there that listens to the snooze alarm, as soon as that snooze button goes off and you enter consciousness, that first 20 or so minutes is the most palpable uh, part of the day. If you stub your toe as soon as you wake up, you guys have all had this. The rest of your day is shit, no matter what. It just happens. But yep. <laughs> another psychological study and another thing tested, which you can always Google, is that if you smile before, that's the first thing you wake up, no matter what you do, almost before you take your first conscious breath, you will have a better day than as if you were not to smile. Most of us are hate the snooze button. You know, that's just a fact of life. Most of us know we need to get up early for business, for life, for work, for kids, however that works out. And um, it's not fun getting woken up by some noise and you're tired. Most of us kind of get up groggy and a little confused and then sometimes even mad at this. We know it's going to go off the morning after. You know? <laughs> um, so so I, I suggest your, your listeners kind of incorporate that, test it out, you know, tweak with it. Um, even tell tell their honeys, tell their friends about it as a joke and let them try it and tell you how it really works. And they'll be like, oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, those, those are my two with, with one bonus of things that you can do to boost your attitude and then your mental outlook.
because your mental outlook That's awesome. is really negotiated by attitudes. If you have a bad attitude, your mental outlook is shit. You know what I'm saying? If you have a good mental attitude, mm-hmm. uh, then your attitude's awesome. So that's a little bit more. I, I apologize for kind of doing that bird walk again, but I wanted to make sure give your listeners some value. No, it's good, man. Thank you. Um, now, one thing, that, question. How long have you been on uh, the digital era? Did you just start or have you been there since the beginning? Well, it depends. Uh, I mean, I just, I just started probably a week ago, but I've been watching her and I can't remember her name right now. I can't remember why. Taylor? Taylor, excuse me. I've been watching Taylor for um, about a year now, you know, um, Nomad. I've been seeing her apparel when she launched her apparel. Um, I like her. I like the Gary V in her. I like the kick-ass grind. Um, and also she, she, um, she makes her, uh, for any of your audience that doesn't know, go watch her. She's awesome. Um, but she also makes it interesting. You know, most people will just kind of spout into their phone while they're driving in the car with their thoughts of the day, which I still follow some of those people on Instagram because they're really valuable and the things that they have to communicate to you make a lot of sense. Um, but Taylor en- ends up putting a little fun spin on it. She travels a lot. So she's able to kind of market and gear towards that um, and make her marketing her social media marketing really good in that way. So when she actually introduced the digital nomad, I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, you know, like a week after she proposed, I was like, all right, I guess I should join. And then after I (laughs) I joined, it's been awesome. Like there's been so many people that have been, um, although it's almost perfect for your podcast, honestly, because there have been a lot of people that are like, boom, in the, the same peer age group or, or mental status of their business. Um, yeah. trying to get one up, but I love the, the amount of connectivity with the group because there's people like, like, I don't know if you saw a couple days ago, there was like, Hey, this guy was pro- providing value to the group for no apparent reason, just other to connect and network with people and provide value of helping make websites. And then there was yep. the one that I met you on, which was like, Hey, podcasts. And then there was another real estate one. And so the amount of people that are willing to share information for the sake of networking and adding value, just because that's the way they believe life should be, that they should add value. It's not like, Hey, I want information from you. So I'm going to give you something. It's not like I want it. Everyone in this group has kind of been, let me provide value because I I knowledgeable about one or two things. And I'd feel good if someone else left with some value. So that's group. Um, But what about you? What's been your story? How have you liked this group? Um, I love it. I, I started, I think when there was like 300 people or something, now it's like a past a thousand. Um, it's, it's amazing. Uh, uh, I've been, you know, collaborating with a few people. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some, some of the guys actually, uh, actually this guy named Spencer. I don't know if you know him. You've probably seen him. He's, he's the one said that he'd be spamming all the time, but no, uh, Spencer, he's awesome. He, he's actually a cool guy, man. He, um, he was my first, uh, interviewer. Uh, you know, I interviewed him first. Um, you should definitely check it out. It's awesome. Um, and, you know, he was even willing to make me a, a, a logo for my I, I'm doing a um, an Instagram page for uh, dad bought fitness. And um, what it is, is because I'm a dad. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a dad and I've, I've, I was at the bank and I was gaining weight. Oh, yeah. So I. I oh. Yep. So I uh, put my health aside. Friday. I, I understand. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So I had to make a change, and so I started doing that. And he's like, "Dude, you know, do you want a logo?" I'm like, "Dude, that would be awesome." And he made this sick ass logo. 
Um, you know, I, I told him what I wanted. I wanted kind of like a yin, yin yang thing, like a balance, you know, because you got your family, you got your business, you got your, you know, uh-huh. nine to five. If you have it, you have your health. I mean, you got to balance in life. You have to have balance. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it. So, I mean, he did this amazing uh, 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 logo. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. So I, I love I, I love everything about the digital era. The reason I asked you was because um, I don't know if you've seen, but some people were posting up that they don't know what their niche is. They don't know what they want to become entrepreneurs, but they just don't know how to get started. You know, um, I have some some things I've, I've commented, but I want you to maybe give your two cents. You know what I mean? You know what? This this is this is a perfect segue. Um, I, I love this kind of thing. And um, I'm going to give you a little bit more background. So so the answer that I give you has a lot more context and a lot more um, um, credibility. But before I do that, um, the, I want a little bit, I want to know a little bit more about your um, yin and yang and, and what that Fitbit sort of exercise was. But before you explain it, um, you obviously heard of Jim Rohn, you know, the heavyweight and who taught Tony Robbins everything he knew. Yes. With, with that being said, I love, um, there's always one part that sticks with me besides all the other millions of pieces of information that he provides is uh, he comes up with a simple quote and he's like, when you're at the beach, be at the beach. Yes. I heard this one. Yes. yes. Exactly. Listen, listen guys, do, do it. You're man, at do the it. beach, be at the beach. But when you're in the office, be in the office. He said, I used to bring my suitcase to the beach. He used to- <laughs> start working there and then he'd go to the office and think about the beach about the beach about the beach and then the family would be mad at him because he's working on at the beach at the office and so for for all of them and this was a big problem for me as well for all of your viewers out there i know a lot of you guys are hungry i know a lot of you guys are ready to get it ready to kill it i know you guys are ready to put in those 17 to 20 hour days um which is phenomenal amazing but you know you and i both both being in that in that fathership role um, for the person who doesn't have any responsibility, that's a lot more flexible for you and more power to you. But just remember it's balance. And remember, honestly, when you're at the beach, be at the beach. Like, yep, enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. If you want to burn yourself Feel out in two weeks, you can go to as many vacations as you want. But if you're constantly in your head trying to do business, you will not rejuvenate, you will not relax, and you will not do business effectively either. It's a lie if you think that you can just think about business 24-7 all the time, unless you love it, which is a good thing to do. Um, it's a lie that you shouldn't get a break once in a while. You know, all work, no play makes Johnny a bad boy. So, I ha- well, I mean, even Gary V, even Gary V says it. You know, he says, uh, um, you know, he's 24-7 uh, work, but a uh, business. But then uh, when he has those vacation times, he's like, I probably spend more time with my kids just in that vacation time than you do in the whole year, you know, because you, you get home from work and you're with your kid, your kid's sitting down, but you're watching TV exactly. or you're doing this. Or you're reading the paper. That is exactly yeah. it. A hundred percent. Now Gary V is a little special because he has that challenge yep. where he came from Russia. Like the culture that was surrounded by work ethic, especially in his, his culture is insane. And so he all, it's a little different. <laughs> exactly. So he, and um, it, it pisses me off sometimes. Like I love him to death and he's such a great person. But listening to him, you know, he said ever since he, his whole 20s, he never had a weekend off. He literally busted his ass, kept working, never stopped, um, which is not healthy. And I, I wouldn't advise it, but he did it. And he built a three million, his, his dad's wine company from, was it three million to 50 some odd million between that time frame? And then he p- used that 
I started a wine library and then I used that and made game, uh, you know, Vayner media. But with mm-hmm. all that being said, I always, sometimes I'll, I'll listen to that cause I'll re-listen to the same things. And I'm like, fuck, I could be working harder. But at the same time, I always have to reel myself back of saying, Hey, you know what, when you're at the beach, be at the beach. When you're at the office, be at the office. If you need another day at the office, sure. Put that in total respect, but don't sacrifice visiting your kids, visiting, you know, family. Don't, don't sacrifice that time by somehow hiding in the back of your brain while you're at the family dinner at Thanksgiving, yep. do your business. Cause that won't get you anywhere. Well, if, if I can give any advice to my listeners, uh, kind of going piggybacking off of what you said, mm-hmm. um, what I do is I listen to all the giants and some of the giants contradict each other. You know, so what I say is choose what fits you, what fits your life. You know, take the good, leave what you don't like. That's it. You know, like you listen to Gary Vee, like you said, that, you know, 20, your whole 20s, giving it up. It's like you got to enjoy it. I mean, tomorrow's not promised. Respect. A hundred percent. You know? Uh, you know, tomorrow's not promised. And, and do you really want, I mean, this is just me. Do you really want to your last day be in the office when you could have been with your baby girl? My, my baby girl's one year old. Oh, really? So I'm just like, I, yeah, I get you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, some people might not agree with me. It is what it is, man. You know, everybody has their own opinion, but definitely I, I always say tomorrow's not promised. So you got to balance it out. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, it's, 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 um, it's a crazy thing. And it all depends where people are in life. You know, the 16-year-old who has no responsibility is different than, you know, obviously us, the, yep. you know, the typical 30-year-old with a family, a mortgage, you know, responsibilities that weigh you down over time. Um, it's yep. a different scenario. You know, the, 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 the way you gauge family and relationships is different than if you were 16. We all, we all get that. And mm-hmm. that being said, uh, I really want to point out a thing you said, which is, you know, tomorrow is never guaranteed. And I imagine for all your listeners, you've probably heard that a thousand times. Um, and it probably hits you right in the head and goes out the other side of the year. But I just want to stress how right you are and how crucial that is. Like, yep. don't, uh, don't, don't, um, who's that guy? Who's the, who's the actor who says, all right, all right, all right. Everyone. Uh, isn't that Ke- Kevin Hart? Uh, sure. Let's, let's go. I thought it was Kevin Hart. Uh, uh, but he, he's the, he's the sly guy. He's kind of the cool guy. Anyways, he had um, a video and his basic philosophy, which I agree with, he just puts it in a certain term is don't leave breadcrumbs. He said, don't mm-hmm. get drunk the night before and then be too hungover to drive your kid to baseball practice. Mm-hmm. Get to pay the guy that you owed money to. And then you're at the movie theater and guess who's two rows in front of you. Mm-hmm. So those are the breadcrumbs. Don't leave those little bits of insecure. Don't leave those loose ends because all they do is stress you out and make your life more worse. And so with that being said, tomorrow's never guaranteed, you know, always be in this spot of integ- integrity and just follow that philosophy. Don't leave these negative breadcrumbs that will build up over time. That will eat at your stress, you know, pay the guy. Mm. Um, be okay. If you uh, basically like a side note on all of this, if you fucked up, like I just fucked up the other day and I missed an appointment with someone who um, is, is kind of crucial to me and I missed him. I, I blew a tire on the highway, you know, all this stuff, but all of those are excuses. So most people are like, oh no, and they won't call him and they'll be kind of like hiding from him when you see him too, too mm-hmm. you know, in the movie theater. They'll kind of have that mentality because they're embarrassed. Um, I was embarrassed. 
Um, and then they don't want to have that confrontation. But yep. um, I learned years ago, if you have the confrontation now, it will last 30 seconds. It will be funny. You guys will make a joke. You, you will say, I apologize. You know, I'm so sorry. Um, and that's it. You guys are now on a great basis, a great relationship basis. If you hide from that person and you try to avoid that situation, you're leaving breadcrumbs, you're creating stress. And if you see them at the grocery store, guess who's going to stress out? You are. So, yep. you know, I, I called that guy and I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I said, I could give you a million excuses right now, but honestly, I fucked up. Is there anything that I can do? You know, let me work around your schedule now because you tried working around mine and let's keep doing this. And that literally lasted 30 seconds. We had a funny conversation at the end of it. And now our best friend's going to have this meeting again. So um, yep. and integrity holds a large spot, especially in business. And it's a lot easier than people. They always sketch it out in their brain like, oh, no, this person's going to hate me. Because I didn't deliver this on time, or I didn't get this result, or I didn't get this amount. So um, just realize for all, all the, the listeners out there trying to get this business, trying to hustle and trying to kick ass, um, do the confrontation. It lasts 30 seconds. You're fine. Make sure you're sincere about it, and um, it's not nearly painful whatsoever. And then people look at you like an honest person who has integrity, and that changes. I love it. I love it. So I don't know. So I, I have, that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Raymond, I have a uh, kind of like a quote, man. I want you to kind of speak on it. Um, I don't know if you know who Jay Shetty is. No, never heard of him. Uh, okay, so this guy is a, uh, I don't even know what race he is, but he <laughs> he went to uh, um, to become a monk, I think for like four years or something. And, uh, you know, gave up everything, phones, everything. And then uh, after the four years, the monk said, okay, uh, we cannot teach you anything. You got to go. So he kind of felt like, damn, like, what, you know, but he took it in a different perspective. Anyways, long story short, uh, he, he said this quote. I don't know. I don't think it's from him, but he's mentioned it and, it and it hit me and I had to write it down. Let me look for it real quick. And, uh, and I want yeah, to just, just give me. Know. Yeah. Let me give you my impulse thoughts on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. So it says, and this is for like everybody that's listening that sometimes feels this way. Okay. So today. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Let me say that again so everybody can hear. Today, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Did you get it? Boom. Yep, 100%. It's, 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 it's crazy. When I heard it, it hit me so hard. I was like, no way. But... But you know, give me your two senses, man. No, I mean, I mean, and that I love that. I've heard that before, um, and I actually heard that. Uh, I think I think I heard that same quote. I might know who this guy is. I just don't know the name. But um, I remember hearing that quote and having that same sort of <gasps> like like actually. Yeah. I, I think I was doing something at the time, listening on my computer, and I stopped what I was doing, and I was like, yep. "Fuck, he is so right. Like that is so true. It's unbelievable." Um, and for, for all of you guys, you know, you, you are what you think Dave thinks you are. You know, if you're working with, with coworker Susie and um, your, your whole belief system is based off of what you think she thinks you are. She, and, and it's so true. It's so insane. And so, um, but people, even in conversations, you know, uh, it's, it's, yep. it's what you think. I think you said, 
if that makes any sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, your perception. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Your perception. Um, but the craziest mm-hmm. thing was that quote because it hit me so hard too. I was like, oh shit. But but to give you my reaction on that, besides the oh shit factor that I had, and and literally like, wow, this is so true is mm-hmm. now that we know that now that your listeners have heard that and hopefully had that same factor if they never heard it before of like oh he's so right how can you use that yep. and my whole thing is first of all um i advocate mental health and and being um mentally healthy as well as you know exercising and financially healthy i, I believe you you strengthen every muscle um even your financial muscle even your relationship muscle and you know you strengthen all of these so what might help in this sort of situation? Because you're always going to think that you're always going to think of what Susie's thinking of you. And whether that's conscious or subconscious, that'll always have some spin, some sort of play that might push you in a, you know, just micrometers in a direction um, to get this. Here's, here's a little fun fact. A plane, a commercial airliner is off route 99% of the time. But the way it lands at the destination is it constantly recorrects. It gets off by one millimeter by its path of direction over hundreds of miles. That'll be inches, yards, feet, almost miles at that point. So constantly redirect yourself, you know, and, and that's it's going back. We'll get to the point that I want to stick to, but I just want to take this tangent for a second. Um, always keep readjusting yourself. You're always going to be. You're not now as you once was. I heard that by some gentleman who's much smarter than I am. And I'll say that again. You are not now as you once was. You are smarter than you were yesterday and you're smarter than the day you were before that. So, you know, the mentality of you being 30 and having two kids and having responsibilities in life and you being 16 and then you being 45 to 57 to 64, all of those are different perceptions, different mentalities. You've been through different shit. So never think, you know, you're stuck like this for the rest of your life. A lot of people with depression um, or, or suicidal tendencies or uh, like that, their, their perception is yeah. literally so collapsed that they think they'll be in this state forever, which is terrible. And unfortunately for them, they can't see any way out of it. But I just want to reassure everyone who's thinking, um, not even thinking of depression, not even going off the deep end. But anyone who's thinking a certain way and thinking they're going to be like this for the rest of your life, I'm going to guarantee you one thing, you're not. You're going to change. You're going to be someone different. Now you have to be the driver's seat of who you want to be. Yep. You're going to sit in front of the TV all day. Then you're still going to be someone different in five years from now. You just might have more of a beer gut, mere beer gut, whatever I'm trying to say. You know, it, it, it yeah. depends. you're always going to change. So always correct yourself because one millimeter can end up to be miles. Um, but with that being said, on back to the reaction of the quote um i believe you have to be your own best friend and the more you love yourself the more you won't consciously care of what Susie thinks about you of what you think Susie thinks about you exactly <laughs> so the more confident you are like the more you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning when you're brushing your teeth and thinking i'm a badass the more that voice in your head of i wonder what Susie thinks about me is going to be quiet it won't be gone, but it'll be much more quiet. And so I, I tell people, uh, you know, I, I got out of a, a rough three-year relationship. And at that point, I kind of had to re-gauge some things and, and figure out what I was doing with my life. Uh, and I basically 
over those years, I had the happiest years of my life before meeting the, the love of my life I have currently. But I always nice. tell people I learned something from that. And the biggest thing that I learned is that you have to be your own best friend. I said, I said, you know, I got so comfortable. I would go to the movies by myself. The first time you go to the movies by yourself, man, you're the most awkward kid in there. You're like, oh, <laughs> this is awkward. I wish I had someone with me. Let me text someone. Let me pretend like I'm with someone. You know, it's, it's funny what you do because you feel uncomfortable. Because um, you feel uncomfortable to be alone. But you feel uncomfortable because you haven't sat down with yourself. So what I'm advocating your listeners mm. to do and maybe you to take away some information from is to be your own best friend. Take yourself out on a date. Do things that you enjoy. Figure out if you like spicy food or if you like guacamole. You know, the, all these small things that you end up figuring out have in the back of your head the idea that you need to know yourself better than anyone. So, so that's, that's kind of like my two cents on the quote you just read me is try to be I love possible it. and love yourself. I love it. I have a big smile. I'm pretty sure all the listeners are going to have a big smile right now. Cause I mean, love yourself, you know, take yourself on a date. I love it, man. Yeah. Find out if you like guacamole. I, <laughs> well, I know I don't like guacamole. <laughs> and you know, like I love fire sauce going in, but it sucks going out. So <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta, gotta watch these things. Yeah, the time to learn and, and learn what you love and learn who you are. Because if, if you keep thinking, you know, oh, my dad thinks I'm going to be a good, um, you know, if you keep like Gary V, he's huge on don't give a fuck of what anyone says. But uh, let me let me just make one thing clear. A lot of what I'm saying, basically everything I'm saying to you guys has been said a thousand times by a thousand different people in a thousand different yep. ways. Now, the stress, the point I want to stress is listen to it with open ears. A lot of this stuff has been said so many times, like love yourself and, and don't give a fuck and keep working and be disciplined. A lot of it's been said so many times, it's almost like background noise. It almost just flies over your head at this point. And I imagine you and a lot of your listeners can agree. Um, everyone says it. Everyone says you should do it. Like with cigarettes. Um, I used to smoke cigarettes. I know people who smoke cigarettes for years. Everyone knows it's bad for you. No matter if they're smoking or not, they know it's bad for you. It just depends if they're willing to actively listen and apply the information they've been told. So with, with your listeners today, and especially with your podcast, the way I think it's going, it's going to be huge. It's going to be kick-ass. I can't wait for it. Um, you sound like a real go-getter. But with that being said, um, I want your listeners to listen to this. And they can be washing the dishes and still gain this information. I think it'd be better if you're sitting down listening to this. But the point is, apply this information. Yes, I know it's been said, love yourself a thousand times. Yes, I know it's been said to have balance in your life and to have a good work ethic and to be smart and to read books. I know that's all been said a thousand times, but apply it, tease with it, test it out for half an hour. The three little things I gave you about smiling and stuff like that, test it. The worst thing you do is you waste five seconds of your day. The best thing you do is pivotally change your life. A lot of these things everyone hears about, but no one applies. Common sense is not common practice. That was another good question by someone. Yeah. Send it to your uncle. Common sense is not common practice. So, uh, yeah. So let's 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 keep on going. But that's kind of what I really felt. That's kind of a core belief of mine. No, man. You're. you're I mean, you. I, I I don't know why we haven't met so sooner. Right. right? <laughs> This is amazing. Yeah. So, so 
let's go back um, um go uh, a little bit of ways to your dad thing that you got the logo built is this something you're still doing i mean I'll, I'll give you a little shameless plug here is this something you're still doing is this something you've abandoned yeah no well actually the funny thing is ever since i i, I joined the digital era is when i started making these changes uh the podcast i started because of the, the digital era um dad bought i started i started because of the digital era so um um taylor made an accountability you know she's like let's let's hold each other accountable blah 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 and i said you know what well my health i've been trying to i've been trying i was like yeah i'm gonna but i keep putting it you know aside so i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna start exercising again i'm going back to i've done it in the past mm-hmm. i've lost weight i've you know and i've done it on the past and i can do it again i, I gave my excuses to my kid i couldn't because she would get sick okay. and uh, you know but anyway so i i said I said, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, exercise, you know, for 30 days and see where I'm at. So, you know, I, I did the dad bod fitness. I, I, I did the exercise, everything. I lost six pounds, you know, uh, after three weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is excited. I'm yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, so yeah, uh, you can actually find me on dad bod fitness group on Boom. Instagram. You can you can check out. I'm, I'm doing the IGTV. I'm I'm trying to do. You know, it's fairly new, but I'm I'm trying to you know, a follow up podcast or maybe just a follow up recording on how you think um, IGTV is going. Because I've heard Taylor jump on board. I've heard a lot of people jump on board. Um, I'm not the guy to. I'll let the people fuck up and I'll just watch their videos and be like, okay, let's not do it like that, and I'll jump on a month. But um, yeah. I really am looking forward to see what you think and how much value you can provide for that uh, platform. Definitely. I love it. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Um, so yeah, you can check me out there. Um, my other Instagram, my personal Instagram is uh living successful with the uh, two L's at the there end. There you go. And that one's just inspiration. Um, I, sometimes I put some words, the definition, and then I kind of, in the, in the, in the description, I kind of put like, what do I, you know, for example, passion. And then I put the definition of passion and I just put some random shit in the bottom. Like why passion is so important. Hell Stuff yeah. like that. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was I was thinking there's there's another little hack I had. Um but I lost it. <laughs> well well where can we well, find you, buddy? Where where are you more where where are you more? I, I was on Facebook and I really hit Facebook hard um until I found out that you have a cap on your friends and I, I'm at a five thousand oh, wow. friend limit and it's like boop, can't have any more friends and I'm like what? How like I use the I leverage the platform and I, I made motivational videos and so um, if I have any room left or if you want to go look at my profile I think it's public uh, I'm Raymond Habel last name with H E B E L so and Raymond spelt regularly go look me up on Facebook I got a lot of good value and kind of these small tips um, a lot of a lot of tips like I'm I'm a big believer in um, R and D you know it's not research and duplicate yes. that's rip off and uh, duplicate. Because I, the, you know, let's not reinvent the wheel here. Let's just look and see, you know, it's, it's like the pivotal book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which I imagine everyone's probably read. Uh, mm. Yeah, and that's, that's yep. huge. But that literally was just asking people how they made their success in millions. And then it just boiled it down to 13 principles, now which you can apply. So I'm a big believer in getting other people's information, seeing what works, leveraging that, and not having to reinvent the wheel. So, um, there's yep. that, um, also the LLC. So I'll give you, uh, a little gist about what we do real estate wise, uh, California. And yeah, so we ahead. do real estate investments. We mostly do 
um, lease option wholesaling. If you guys have never heard that before, it basically is selling the contract that you get with uh, owners once you make a deal with buyers. Um, if anyone's interested, wholesaling is a big thing right nowadays. And lease option wholesaling and wholesaling, you can both Google them, see if they're cool or not. But if, if there's anyone who wants to make $5,000 per situation and they want to do kind of want to do real estate, but they have no money to get into it, I totally advocating them Googling and YouTubing wholesaling because there's tons of information, tons of way to get started. Um, I always advise them not to do the coaching first to make sure they're really, uh, really committed because anyone who buys coaching right out of the door, first of all, you haven't done enough research to figure out you don't need the coaching. And then you also haven't done enough research to figure out the people that are making the money are literally only making the money because you're buying their courses, not because they're being good at real estate. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's my little you know, rant on those guys. But the LLC's name's VIP, Property Investments LLC. Uh, a little fun fact about that one. When we were making the LLC about a year ago, um, structure is a big thing, especially with real estate. Now, a lot of the heavy hitters in the real estate field, um, they really were going on the structures of LLCs. And if no one knows what the acronym is, you can Google it, but it's also limited liability company. Um, if anyone asks what the hell that is, I mean, I, everything I say, honestly, but with that being said, it was the best one. I'm not a tax advisor. So, you know, don't listen to me on that sort of thing. Google everything. But with that being said, limited liability for real estate provides some of the best avenues of corporate veil protection which is basically just a fancy word of not being able to take your personal truck, your personal car, if someone sues your business. And then also the way we did it. Yep. So there's three sort of big corporations. There's the C corporation, which you can form as, which is the big blue chip stocks, you know, Apple, stuff like that. There's the S corporation, which is a different kind of hybrid in that instance. And then there's the newest thing, you know, is a, the LLC. And then there's an LLP, which is limited partnership. And then there's a general partnership, um, it goes down the rabbit hole. But what we did um, and what I would suggest, suggest people to look into and make an educated decision by themselves is to research LLCs that are taxed as S-Corps. So you can do certain hybrids that allow you to gain the mes most benefit. If anyone's going to start a business and they're serious about it, um, play around, see if you need to do an LLC. I suggest that gives you the best protection instead of you just, you know, pretending to be a business and not having any structure in it. Cause if someone, if someone sues you, you're screwed. Like just letting all you digital nomads know, make sure you have the protection. Um, but with that being said, yep. being taxed as an S corp is the hybrid way of kind of gaining the most bang for your wallet and the best benefits for the actual LLC corporation. So um, if anyone's just listening to this saying, Hey, give me the business gold nugget. God damn it. Where is it? There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Beautiful. that's, um, and they, we have a Facebook page on there as well. Um, I am on Instagram. I can't remember my Instagram handle, so you guys will just have to message me. But um, I also have an email, and I've been telling anyone, anyone who has non-business questions and wants to know about the 80% mentality and, and wants to connect and network, ask, like, hey, where do you live? Let's meet up. Or, like, hey, how do you work more? And, how do you, like, what do you drink? Coffee and da-da-da-da. Um, email. <laughs> emailing me is a pretty easy way. I know it's old school nowadays. Um, but it's Raymond with success, W-I-T-H-S-U-C-C-A-E-S-S, -S, all spelled correctly at gmail.com. That's the best way to contact me. If any of you guys are interested in more info, um, I'd be happy to give it to you. 
Beautiful, beautiful, man. Um, I, I'm going to wrap it up. Hey, you um, know, can I give a, a shameless plug yeah. to a book I've read recently? Bring it, bring hey, it, yes. For um, all, all you uh, bookworms out there, and even people that read, I, I had a conversation with someone today about um, the benefits of reading versus audio. Um, I personally grew up with reading books, so that's kind of what I'm you know, predisposed to liking. But an actual fact of why I probably would like it more than audio is if I'm listening in the car to an audiobook, A, I'm being more productive in the car when I just would have been listening to the radio, which is awesome. But a downside to it is you can't retain the information as well as a book. With a book, it's printed. And I own every single book I read because I rip at least 20 pages out of each book. Because I'll, I'll read them. Oh. I'll be like, that's great information. And I know it's on page 47, and I know I'll never see it again unless I write it down. So I'll just rip it out, put it in a little stack, or I'll even pin it to my wall. I got tons of shit on my wall about, you know, self Um Yeah, it looks like one of those Sherlock Holmes sort of things. But anyways, a book that I read recently that I would suggest people to listen to, to read, to digest, it is called The Greatest Networker in the World, a network marketing fable by John Milton Fogg. Now, I used to be a network marketing mm. company that literally lasted me like five months and $500 and a big whoops, never do that again. Um, but with that being said, this book is probably, I gained none of the information relevant to marketing. All of this information was how to be a kick-ass human being and how to break down the walls of defeat and a poor mentality to a rich and plentiful mentality. If you guys want the strategies to be successful and gain $5 million, read this book, read the stuff of the person who's in this because he's, he's fucking awesome. He's built this huge multi-million dollar um, empire and he literally shows you in funny little ways on how to do it. He's like, well, you know, you got to teach your kids certain things. Why do you teach your kids certain things? Because really in network marketing, you're a teacher and you need to teach your network marketers how to teach. And so there's all these funny little stories in there, but I really suggest it. Um, I'm obviously not getting paid for it, but I, I just read it and I've actually been reading <laughs> I read it with uh, my honey, and as she got huge value out of it, um, so it's it's been really kick-ass. I would just anyone to read it. I love it, man. I actually have like three books now that I'm on. I have to uh, buy <laughs> from other podcasts. Um, I'm actually reading the Crushing It, but I love it, man. I love books, man. I love how how is Crushing It? Um, I know he had a ghostwriter on on the on the all of his books, and I know he doesn't really read, so I haven't read any of his books. But I'm curious to see how they came out. Well, crushing it! I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. The first five pages, uh, I got inspired to to do this podcast. Oh, really? No shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, you know, podcast anchor. I heard him say, yeah. And then I read the first five pages, and I and something there. Uh, I don't want to give it away, so you guys can check it out. But something there was like, you know what? This is it. I gotta do a podcast for upcoming entrepreneurs. Fucking just do it. Yeah. I, I closed the book. I fucking opened it up, the podcast. I hit up uh, Spencer because he was the first guy I was talking to. I was like, dude, can I interview? He's like, yes. I told him what it was about. He's like, yes. I was like, cool. Oh, you're awesome. Hey, you know, I thought yeah. of it. I, I know it's hitting right about an hour. I don't know how long you like these things. But I, if I can say one to two more things, that'd be so awesome. Hit, hit um, it, okay, hit. so we, we kind of diverted away from how to find your purpose and then that orients into goals, which are two different things. They're interrelated, but they're both independently huge. Um, yep. First of all, for all the kids out there who want to start a business, who know they can work hard, who know they can negotiate, who think they're really good at business, but they don't know whether to go into shoes 
or to resale or to, you know, salesmanship of life insurance for the kids that don't know what they're doing yet, or even for the adult persons that don't know what they want to do yet. Cause they're out there. Um, your purpose is probably the biggest reason why you'd wake up and do life insurance or flip shoes. The purpose is the biggest thing that'll ground you. Now, with that being said, how do you find your purpose? I honestly don't know. I spent years of trying to find out because my ex at the time never had a purpose. She always was just like, eh, I don't know. So I took it upon myself to figure out how to instill purpose in her. And by the end of it, and by doing all this research, you, you can't find purpose. Purpose is not something you find in the cereal box and give to little Johnny and say, here you go. The best advice I can give you to finding your purpose is to try shit. If you Boom, I was going to say that. Try different shit. Somewhere, go try shit. If you've never flipped a shoe, try it. Because, and if you've never painted before or if you've never done a rap battle, like if, if you think you might like something, go at it with 110% conviction and work ethic. Because if you go hard at it and you are obsessed with it, even though you're kind of like, eh, you know, I can do it. You'll either A, figure out you hate it in a week Rather than four years from now, if you did it just part time, you would have been doing it for four years and still saying the case, you know, came to the same conclusion. Or B, if you worked at 110%, became obsessed with it immediately, you would have figured out you loved it, you would have hit the ground running, and you would have built the business 10 times faster than you would have doing it part time, sort of kind of on the fence. Well said. I, I advise Beautiful. anyone that's thinking about doing anything, dipping their toe, teasing with it, but at 110%. Figure out you hate it in a week, figure out you love it in a week, and go from there. Um, with that being said, goals are hugely, hugely related. Um, my, my personal goal, I mean, honestly, everyone should read Think and Grow Rich. That's where it fundamentally changed my life and which direction to go because I knew I wanted to do investments. I didn't know how. And so by reading this book, I was like, fuck, I'm going to do real estate. And not because the book said so, but because I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. Um, but with that being said, I have it written up on my wall, but I can recite it by heart. It's, you know, by, I will by age 30, year 2027, be and have and run a great real estate investment company. And I actually capitalized the word great because there's a book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, another plug in there, if you've ever read it, that shows you how to take mediocre company and turn it into a phenomenal company. The small, minute tweaks on how to change your company uh, and you're asking me right now, like, why would you do, why would I read something like that when I don't even have one employee, let alone myself? Um, it doesn't matter. The more prepared you are, I'd rather be prepared and miss an opportunity than have an opportunity and not be prepared. Les Brown, baby. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, so any, <laughs> I love it, man. With that, my goal is making $5 million by the age, you know, 30 year, 2027 and be running successfully running a real estate investment company. That's my why. That's my goal. And I love it because I wake up every single morning and I don't ask myself, what should I do today? I know what I should do today. I know mm -hmm. that I should do something, whether that's polish a shoe and, and think in the back of my head, how can I make my real estate you know, business great? Or whether that's going vacation with my honey. I know in nine years and 3000 weeks and some odd days and some odd hours, that I need to have and run and be a successful real estate company. So if you have a goal, um, but the, the main moral of that is write down your goals. If you think, if you kind of have a goal of going to Thailand or going to France or meeting this person or to rapping on some sort of stage or to make X dollars, um, 
First of all, I think if you're going to hit the dollar amount, I think you should be specific as possible to hit that dollar amount. I was about, I was about to say that. Be specific. Be specific because like Tony Robbins, if, if I, if my goal was written up on my wall to have a great real estate company and to make more money, I could literally make $1 for my real estate company and that'd be it. Cause that's how, that's how, that's how, um, fucking specific. Yeah. You made more money. There you go. That's you made, you hit your goal. Exactly what I asked for. So for the fact <laughs> that I'm asking to make 5 million, that's a very defined and very specific. And it's there on purpose. Personally for me, I don't care. Like I'm not incentivized by the money. I'm not one of those Lambos and bitches kind of guy. Um, I've seen a lot of those people come by, um, that, you know, are like, Oh yeah, I want to work hard. I want to hustle. I like Gary V blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, why do you want to do that? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, why do you want to do that? And you keep asking why and why and why. And you eventually peel the onion and get down to Blair. They're like, hey, I just want to be validated. And I just want Lambos and bitches. And I'm like, great, go do that. Just realize that's not going to make you happy. But you can totally fucking do that part time and have a great family that gives you fulfillment. So um, the main story of all of that is whatever you have, goal wise, whatever you want to do, whatever you kind of think. First of all, you can make up something out of thin air. If you've never thought of a goal before, you're like, eh, fuck it, eh. Make up a goal. Like, I make up goals for my yearly, um, every year, since 2011. I've made goals ever since then. And most of them, I haven't gotten all the way. But that's okay. You aim for the moon, you hit the stars. If you want, if you think about making $1 billion in four years, sure, that's not realistic. Maybe not be practical. But if that's what you want to fucking do, then you write it down. You be very specific on how you're going to get that, what you're willing to sacrifice in order to get that, because you will sacrifice your time, your money, and your relationships to get your goal. Uh, be specific. Write down what you're going to get. Write down what you're going to give. And write down who you're going to be when you do that. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to conduct myself this way. And write down who you're going to be when you, if you don't get that. You know, I don't want to be filled with regret. I don't want to be, you know, I don't need the validation of other people, but I don't want other people looking down on me saying I could have done it. Um, so all of these are kind of the fundamental whys and all of these will help you, even if you don't know what you're doing, to help you wake up in the morning, wake up early and say, all right, I'm going to go on Google. I'm going to research it. So those are my two. Um, thank you so much, my friend. I really feel like um, after this podcast, you and I should definitely keep in contact and yes. more because that's fucking awesome. And, uh, I actually have one last question for it, dude. I'm, I'm pumped. This last question I've done t- with my last three podcasts. I want, it's going to be a little, you know, left field, but you know, just bear with me. <laughs> All right, Raymond, here we go. If you were to die tomorrow, brother. Okay. If you were to die tomorrow and were reborn as an animal, what animal would you be? And why? Orca whale. Orca whale is my spirit. animal. Oh, which one? Boom. Boom. Dude. Dude. I, I, I already got you, brother. Killer killer whale? Killer, killer whale. whale, yep. Now now brother, I'll tell you why. Why? Um it's a funny story, but um I first of all, I'm atheist. I don't believe in higher being. I believe you get put into compost. I know some of you guys are like, oh no. But um that's just my personal belief. I don't care if you believe in Allah, I don't believe if I don't care if you believe in Jesus Christ. I have a best friend who's a pastor. So like whatever is belief to each his own, I'm happy for you. But with that being said, I, I, I don't really believe in a higher being. So it's funny that I would already have a reincarnation animal. Um, and it's a little crazy. But first of all, I have written on my wall, if I was to die tomorrow, what should I do today? Because I always that always needs to be there. The, literally, monks mm-hmm. have human skulls 
in their rooms to remind them of the mortality that they're living in. We are living in a flicker of a flame. I mean, yes, we're, it sucks being young because you and I both know that being in young and having a young perspective, you think you're going to live forever unless you've had some traumatic life event that really kind of recalibrates you says, fuck, I may die tomorrow. Most of us are complacent of like, Oh, I'm going to live for a long time. Monks had fucking human skulls in their rooms to remind them that they will die. And what you're like, what you're like, why would you do that? That's depressing. No, it's not. It's realistic. And so I have written on my wall. If today, if I was going to die tomorrow, what would I do today? So every day that I wake up, I go to bed that night knowing that if I died tomorrow, I'd be happy. I don't, I don't yell at people mm. in traffic. Um, if someone pisses me off, I'll engage myself a different way. You know, if something bad happens in my business, I'll conduct myself in a certain way. But I know no matter what, at the end of the day, I need to be comfortable with my life up until that very second. So, so that's, I love um, it. I if love I was to die tomorrow. Now the orc whale, um, I actually had a good friend of mine. He brought a drum in and, and we did, um, drum beats which which physiologically if you do with a certain drum and you do certain beats per minute um it will enhance certain brain waves and make you kind of have like a hyper function as if you were chirping on a drug um so with that being said we all sat down one time uh, turned the lights off he started doing this big drum um i'm not, I'm not a big hippie guy i had my suspicions about it but it, it was like it was like being aware in a really lucid dream. I don't dream much, but but it was like having a crazy intense dream, but still being able to negotiate it and kind of like mess around with it, but at the same time be conscious and like fuck, that's what's happening. In that session, I had I was literally met. Uh, it, it was like you would sink. I was sinking down into the Antarctic, down into the ocean, and at one point in time, I know this is gonna sound trippy. And trust me, I'm not some crazy loony hippie. This is like <laughs> what actually I saw. Um, I literally met an orca whale down there in my little uh, men, um, meditation session. And it fucking guided through me and through my whole life experiences in the Arctic Ocean. And I fucking woke up from that and was like, you know what? I feel the most connected with this sort of animal because I've had this experience. So um, it would either be that or uh, Raven, but... That's just because ravens are creepy as fuck, and I love that. <laughs> well, the reason why I was so excited was because uh, I asked, you know, Spencer, you know, what he would be. He told me, uh, uh, actually, I won't tell you, so you can re- uh, listen to it t- towards the end. <laughs> but uh, I told them that mine, mine was going to be a killer whale. Are you serious? I fucking swear. Hey, I fucking what? swear. What? Yeah, so I was like, no fucking way. Like, I'm telling you, brother. So crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine wasn't as, as, as uh, deep and as spiritual as, as yours. Um, I, I just fucking love the killer whale because it's so. I was telling him that, uh, you know, I was looking at uh, Discovery, uh, Animal Planet or whatever, and uh, they can live in like any ocean and they adapt, analyze, you know, the, the prey. Uh, and not only that, they teach their young, you know, their kids. They teach them how to fucking hunt. They teach them how to live. 100%. And you got to be fucking Papa Killer Will helping those kids and teaching everyone else how to fucking live their lives. Dude, I want your listeners to know, literally, you and I had not spoken before this. We'd spoken (laughs) only on Facebook, and that was literally like, okay, I'm on Anchor right now. So if any of you thinking like, oh, this was pre-planned, oh, you guys had this pre-script. No, this literally just happened out of nowhere. Dude, this just blew my mind, dude. (laughs) 
to get fucking recorded. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy, man! I, I fucking swear, man. If you go, if you go and listen to Spencer's, you'll hear me. Do I said I want to be the orca, man? That's crazy, orca. All right. Well, now I'm definitely gonna listen to your podcast. I advise anyone to listen to your podcast and anything else you have doing on. Um, and like I said, I have already given myself a shameless pug. I've already hopefully given you guys tons of value. Um, email me if you have any questions. And, dude, Eddie, thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm so glad. And let's definitely continue this relationship. Yes, Raymond. We'll be in touch, man. Thank you again for coming. Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's been a blessing. And uh, uh, I appreciate everything you did for us. And uh, the value was for me. But I know that everybody else got value, too. Hell, yeah. Rock on, man. Or right, you have a good one. Thank you. You too, man. Thanks.